these are just things that I've been through. And I think that we don't realize everyone's been through things. Mm. They may be different things, but the feelings behind it can be similar. And knowing it's putting a face to everybody else, that there are things you would never, even the most put together person you thought, there are things that they're battling daily. What is up, our fellow Legacy Ninja? Appreciate you coming, checking out the next episode. Appreciate you being part of the community. How often are you going through life and getting upset because maybe you're missing the mark? As you're building your legacy, sometimes a pivot has to occur. Sometimes we have to step back and understand that lessons are popping up for us to learn from and to grow from. But they're showing up because we need that to occur to extract a deeper legacy and to impact the lives of others and to have a bigger reach in regards to the impact that we're creating. On this episode, we had the pleasure of having a good friend on Amber Hardy, and she talks about the fact that her journey has led her to these points of the change in perception on how she sees stuff, how she receives stuff, how she acts and reacts to different things. And it's a beautiful thing when you hear her journey that she's gone on, the power of the story that's been created and her being able to share that story because she understands the impact that her story has on others. And so within this episode, we talk about the lessons that you have, the power of those lessons to be able to pass on to others, the power of accountability to yourself as you're going through your journey, as you're building your legacy, and the choices you have within your life, and the power of the choices that you possess and what you can do with those choices. So after the episode, hopefully you take the time and start looking and extracting and seeing where you may need to make that slight pivot to extract a deeper part of the legacy, to dig deeper and to increase your reach and impact that you have on the lives of others. Other than that, our fellow Legacy Ninja, enjoy the episode, and we'll catch you later. All right, welcome our fellow Legacy Ninjas to the next journey that we're on within the Legacy Digging Podcast. And as we always talk about, it's the ability to talk to individuals, find out what they're all about, find out the legacy that they're extracting and they're they're creating, how they're living out that legacy. And then of course we end with the gratitude piece. So today on the episode, we have the pleasure of having a good friend of ours, Amber Hardy, and have her come on, share a little bit about her journey, what she's gone through, and to see things that are going for her, where she's going with this trajectory after we've talked to her about four months ago on our round table. And just to see what's coming up for her now and what she's bringing to the forefront is a huge thing. And so we want to have that story shared. We know individuals sometimes get stuck where they don't know where their legacy is at, how to extract it and where to go from it. So just being able to share the stories of others is the ability for you, a legacy ninja, to go and figure out what it is for you and how to extract it. So Amber, when you think about 
what you're doing right now, when you look at where you've come from, what does the legacy aspect for you, what does that mean for you in regards to legacy? It means changing the trajectory of my kids' life, you know, so that they don't have to start from negative zero, you know, that they can start from where they are above board and go reach their dreams. And also, you know, breaking generational cycles is a huge part of that because those are, you know, huge things that can hold you back. Mm. And I would venture to say that you've never truly broken a cycle. There's always something that's going to come back up and give you the opportunity to respond in your new mindset or respond in your old mindset. And either one is a learning experience, but that's what it means for me to completely change that for the rest of my life and for my kids' life so that they can do whatever they want to do. Mm, Awesome. And I know when people get the chance to hear kind of the really in-depth story of what your journey has been part of what that has worked with you in regards to what's building and what you're creating and whatnot. When you look back on your journey, the piece that really when you extract it, what was it for you that started the the journey, the trajectory to where you're at now? And what was it that started that piece for you on the legacy that you're building and the people that you're wanting to help out with based on the journey that you've gone on. What was that part for you that really stuck out and started that for you? It's probably when I had my kids because I was going to be a single mom of twins and I knew there was some unhealthy stuff in the past, you know, from my upbringing and all that other stuff. And so it was a, it was a huge deciding factor of getting the motivation to, go this path, you know, before, before I got pregnant with them, I was just kind of living my life, working at a couple bars here and there, you know, school a little bit, you know, there was no real clear motivation or end goal. I was just kind of happy to be out of the situation I had been in for so long. And then when I got pregnant with them, it was kind of like, okay, we got to do this because I don't want to live the way my parents live now. And I don't, I don't want that for myself and I don't want that for them. And so for me, that was the main, like the light switch turned on at that point. When we, when we had the discussion, which is very unique because when we had first met you, you gave us the support with what we're doing. And we had a couple of times where we're like, Hey, come on live with us, have share your story. And really the hesitation to push back, not really to share your story. And I think when I look at it, that story piece is huge. But a lot of people, when it comes to trying to share that story, they allow themselves to potentially push back and say, nobody's going to listen. My story, it could be very ordinary, or it's one of those stories that a lot of people hear from other avenues, other directions from other people and whatnot. And when you look at your story, and what you're doing in regards to the space and the lending space. Cause I know your hashtag is hashtag lender for the people, I believe, or is it, yeah. is it that? Or... Lender for the people. Okay. And so when you look at that story piece that at first you were kind of hesitant to share, but I think now because you've really gotten support from your leadership at your company and you're very open to share that, what is that story that was created um, and you're now very open to share 
and understand the power by sharing it, it can impact other people, um, especially if they are in the same realm that you were in. What was that story that you're now proud to share and has had a lot of impact on other people by you sharing? The story that I shared um, with my CEO and with you guys is um, how I got started in the mortgage industry. Uh, We were living in a shelter for survivors of domestic violence for women and children. And I kind of talked about my process through that and how, you know, nobody really knew what was going on until I went to thank my boss. And he was just kind of dumbfounded. Like I had no idea. And in my current company, they asked for us to tell that story. I have many stories of my life. I have been through more than most people will in their entire lifetime. So that's just really one out of like a million, (laughs) fortunately and unfortunately, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. But sharing that, the response I got, you know, is a company of 10,000 employees and it went out all across the United States, which I don't think I realized that. I probably would have been a little bit more hesitant but the story went live. And I mean, I got over 300 responses back by 10 AM. Like, thank you. And it just takes a level of vulnerability. And especially when you're dealing with domestic violence survivors, there's a level of shame that we feel that we have to bear when really it's not our shame because it was not our choices. Mm. So it's, that's another part of telling my story. I want to remove that stigma of shame because that the burden is so heavy and it's not ours to be carrying Mm. and getting that kind of response from the story really solidified for me that, you know, that's something that needs to be done. We need to stop shaming survivors of anything. You know, we should, there should not be a noose around my neck with that weight. Mm. I think that alone right there is the powerful piece. Uh, Really, it's one of those things that I think when uh, a legacy ninja is listening to this, that could be the biggest struggle that they're dealing with, that they feel as if they share it. They have the shame that somebody else has placed on them because a lot of times there's stories that we end up having in our mind, having go around how we view the world really is somebody else's story that's been put into us. And then we end up taking a hold of it and then extracting it and saying, this is my story. And it's hard to get away from that because as life goes through, you have a lot of crap that will end up building on and that core of who you are really gets lost. And then you've got to dig and dig and try to get through that. And so I know when we had originally talked and you were sharing the story, I think one thing I had asked was, did you see yourself ever going onto stage, being a powerful voice for domestic violence survivors in regards to that? And I think there are some things that are taking place for you right now. I know you went out to California, were able to do some different things out there. Uh, I think there's a nonprofit here in Colorado that you're working with. Um, so when you look at that and you think about the legacy of what you shared with your kids, having them see and start at a higher level and being able to overcome and whatnot. But when you look at the legacy that you want to build and having that story that you've overcome, how much of your legacy is playing towards the 
being the voice or helping other survivors of domestic violence be able to speak up and be okay to share their story and to create a potential tribe or community where people can show up and be themselves and be authentic. How much of that have you thought about? Or since we've talked, where do you see that shaping into your legacy? I've thought about it a bit and I've been trying to start writing a book. It's, um, it's hard because you think, yeah, you think, who's going to read it? Is this even good? What is this even supposed to be about? Like, what do I know? <laughs> but what I know is how I've survived these things that have happened to me in my life. That's really all I know. And I can, if I can put it in words or on stage or wherever, these are just things that I've been through. And I think that we don't realize everyone's been through things. Mm. They may be different things, but the feelings behind it can be similar. And knowing it's putting a face to everybody else, that there are things you would never, even the most put together person you thought, there are things that they're battling daily. Mm. And we don't need to be ashamed of it. We don't need to be judgmental of it. We can be accepting and understanding and I wouldn't say lenient, but um, accommodating, you know Mm. what I mean? Like putting humans' faces back on their faces. Like I want to see you. Love it. And so when you look at now where you're at by sharing your story, it's gone out. Has there been a response that has really stuck out that really resonated with you in regards to somebody thanking you for sharing your story or being able to open up and say, yes, I can share my story too. Has there been anything that's been in that avenue right now that really has resonated with you by you being vulnerable and transparent? Yes. um, I was invited to a company retreat with the top producing women of our company. Every single one of the women there were also carrying heavy bags and they all, it made me realize I can achieve what I want to achieve. These women are doing it and they're carrying heavy bags. Mm -hmm. I'm carrying heavy bags too, and I can still go there. And so it was very confirming for me in the sense that despite all of these things, and you know, sometimes we go through stuff because we make bad choices. Mm. Can we feel ashamed about that too? I mean, I guess it depends on how many times you keep making the bad choice, but you know, I mean, we're human and we're learning. And I think that if we all had a better grasp and understanding of the human condition, we could all be better Mm. humans to one another. And I I think that piece right there for uh, Legacy Ninja that's listening right now, really sitting down and saying, okay, what potential chaos have I created? What potential things have I done in my life that now I need to sit down and say, what lessons do I need to learn from this? What do I need to bring forward to stop that reoccurrence of the lesson showing up over and over again? And I think that's the powerful thing too. It's being able to forgive yourself, but also 
take the time and see what lesson is there for you to extract that you need to bring forward to the next situation or the next relationship, whatever it is. I think shame, guilt, and past trauma are the things that block us from being honest with ourselves. It's very hard for us to take a look at ourselves and say, I made the wrong choice there, Mm. you know, and then it resulted in this this problem. You know, it's a level of taking responsibility without being ashamed or judged Mm. by yourself. And it takes a level of being able to have those honest conversations with yourself. Like, man, when I do this and I react this way, I don't like it. So I need to stop doing this. So I won't react this way. Mm. Or when somebody does this to me, it's a trigger. So I need to either assess their value in my life or cut them off and move on. You know, it takes a level of ability to love yourself enough to be honest with yourself and not in a shameful way. And you can change the things that you want to change. Everyone can change the things about themselves. They want to change. You don't like this or you do like this. You can change that by telling our stories and removing, you know, I self-reflect a lot, probably. I don't know if you could too much, but if you could, I probably do. It takes a level of ability to do that. And telling our stories, it removes the shame that, you know, sometimes we don't want to tell it because we feel ashamed. So we think everybody else is going to be like, oh, Hmm. you know, but if we remove that initial how you feel about yourself and replace that with compassion and understanding and growth, then it doesn't really matter what everybody else may or may not think. And they probably won't even think that. And I think that's actually a very great point really to sit down and think about right there when it comes to being able to show yourself compassion, because I know a lot of times when you start this journey and you may not be mentally strong enough, or you may not have enough belief in yourself to be able to show up and give yourself compassion. What is one thing that really helped you get to that point where you were able to show yourself compassion Was there a mentor that you had or what was it that allowed you to get to that point that you were able to show yourself compassion for everything that happened and the journey that you've been on? You know, I think it's a never ending process of showing yourself compassion. I don't feel like you get there and then, okay, every situation I've shown myself compassion, you have to, for me, I have to physically reiterate to myself in my own mind, you know, when I'm thinking all these things for me, if I do something that is not in line with who I want to be, I start to feel embarrassed and ashamed and all these things. And then those keep me from showing myself compassion, you know? And so I have to, it's like a computer, like control, alt, delete and say, I'm a human being X, Y, and Z happened that pushed me to this limit. I don't want to go to that limit. So I'm going to change this. Mm. And once you start making those actions and changing over to what you do want to do instead, you slowly start to build, you know, compassion and confidence within yourself. And like, okay, I don't have to be embarrassed because I'm a human being and stuff happens, but I'm making changes to correct that. And so that I won't feel that again, because I won't, I may react similarly, maybe not as intense next time. You know, and it's just the small steps that you have to 
force rewire your brain. I used to put sticky notes up everywhere um, with positive affirmations. And I thought it was so stupid, but really I put one up one time, like I will open my business within six months by this date. I got it done two months early, Mm. you know? And so I had writings on my mirrors, things I just wanted to remind myself every day. You know, if I was feeling bad about not being a stellar mom, I would say, Hey, you're doing this all by yourself and you're doing an amazing job, you know, and I'd put, I have mirrors for my doors. And so I would just write stuff Mm. and change it every once in a while. Or if I had something else to add, I would add it there. And so it it aided in the force reset of my brain, not automatically go to negative feelings, embarrassment, shame, this and that to, okay, I didn't like that, but I can fix it. Mm. Let's going. It's, you know, doesn't your actions don't define you unless you let them and they continue to define you if you continue to repeat the ones that you don't want to Mm. i I love that Uh, i think that's powerful and that's taking that that accountability for you as a as an individual and I think that's one of the biggest things really is to get to the point where you can take accountability for yourself. That starts opening up the doors where you can start extracting the nuggets. You can start extracting really what that legacy is that you want to create and leave. But it's getting to that point because by not accepting and taking accountability, it's hard because things will pop up and will hold you back and keep you back and whatnot. So I think that's a huge thing right there. So when you look at your life now, where you look at where you're going and everything that you're building and creating, how do you see yourself living out the legacy that you want to create for, for your kids and for that, that tribe and that community that is near and dear to you? How are you living out that legacy that you're creating right now? Well, I've set some pretty firm goals. I've always been a believer. If there's something that you want to achieve, the more you help other people achieve it, then it comes to you. And I've never owned a house. My childhood was very unstable, moved a lot. Um, And now I have no family that I talk to. And that's another thing. That's probably what I had to do the post-it notes and stuff because I didn't have, you know, mom or dad or aunt or uncle or grandma or grandpa to like talk through these things. You know what I mean? Or remind me of these things. So I had to do it myself everywhere I looked. So in creating and in my self-reflection and commitment to, I call it continuous quality improvement because nothing is ever achieved. I mean, you do, but there's always going to be a lesson on top of that or a um, continuing education, if you will. Mm. Um, You know, testing your responses and your growth, right? But my most immediate goal is to buy a house in the next year and have home base for me and the kids And I'm doing that now by helping other families who have never owned property, who have never, you know, I'm helping my best friend right now, 15 years. She'll be the first one in her family to get a house. Even if I already had my house and even when I do have my house, it's still one of the most fulfilling things to do. Hmm. And so that keeps me doing it and doing a good and better job each time, you know? And with that, you know, I want to start traveling with the kids. I would love to fill up our passports, live moderately so we can travel grand. I just want them to be happy, which they're happy now. And, 
will continue to be happy and will continue to grow. And I just hope that they see that you can always change things about yourself and about your life. And it's always going to be up to you. It's not going to be up to us. (laughs) I love that. And then I know you have become involved with, I think it's the, the, I'm I'm not exactly for sure. Something pantry. What is that nonprofit that you're working with? It's called the Success Collective. And they um, recently did a fundraiser and they asked me to be their keynote speaker. Um, They did a fundraiser raising feminine products for women to give out to all the shelters and reservations around town. Because as you become homeless and you become into that situation, you don't realize like you don't have money to buy that. Mm. (laughs) And the shelters usually, I mean, they get lots of diapers and stuff for women with children, but they don't get those things. And so they raise, I think they had a goal of like 20,000. I think they ended up raising 60,000 products and they work with shelters and organizations around the Springs and some of the Native American reservations around to give those products to them Hmm. so that that's one less thing. Like just imagine if you're having to worry about that and you have nothing, like it's Hmm. just, it's, it's, I've been there. So that's why they asked me to speak and, and participate in their fundraiser. And it was pretty awesome. I love it. And it goes back to really seeing the trajectory, seeing the growth that's taken place for you as an individual. I know when we first met very, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in front of the camera. I don't want to speak to now really stepping into that, being open, being vulnerable, being transparent. And I think that's huge because part of that legacy that you're building is impacting other lives. And by sharing your story and showing what's capable and what somebody can accomplish and overcome, that does give somebody else permission, which is a unique thing when you really think about it by showing up, being vulnerable, transparent, you're like, you can give permission to somebody else to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's one of those things because as humans with that human nature piece, somebody has to do it first before we decide as a group that we're going to take that leap. And how mm-hmm. oh man, it, as like, human nature, that's able to do it yet. if somebody hasn't been able to do it yet, I don't know if I can, but it's the same thing that goes along with re- representation and, and all of that stuff. You know, we, if I could empower or uh, give hope to one other person, I mean, it's worth it. Mm. Yep. And so as you look at everything that's taking place, everything that has occurred on the journey, the journey that's going forward with you and where you're going forward with everything, when it comes to the power of gratitude and taking that time, because we've had a guest on that's in the mental health space, he was a former gang member, now a mental health uh, technician counselor, and he actually had gratitude for people that hated him, that gave him a hard time, the not easy parts of life, which was a unique thing to hear that gratitude piece. So for you, Amber, when you look at everything that's taken place, what are some things that you're grateful for people, situations, the journey? What are those things that maybe you haven't had the time to say thank you for, or you weren't really open to saying thank you for it because of X, Y, Z? What is that for you at this time? Uh, right now? You know, there have been strategically placed strangers in my life that have seen me drowning and reached their hand out 
and I'm grateful for them. I'm also grateful for the challenges because had I not lived the life I've lived to this point, I don't know that I would be this resilient or have anything to talk about or be even living like who knows, who knows. Hmm. But I do know if I had not had these challenges and had the wherewithal within myself to not give up. I mean, because you have to decide if you're going to give up, you know, and there's times where you're sitting like, okay, I'm really, really thinking about this right now. Like, and then you don't, and you wake up the next day. And I mean, that those parts are success as well, because without those parts, I wouldn't be here today. If I would have been like, you know, and, and it's not to say that there are not times, many times, many periods where every day, you know, you got to fight through that. But, you know, had I not had these challenges, I don't know that I would have the motivation to, as motivated me to win my mm. life, if that makes sense. It does, I'm no. win my life. Mm. Aha. Maybe it's because I'm competitive. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I don't know if you thought of a book title or whatnot, so that could be something that you run with, something that you look at and whatnot. So as we come to the end of the conversation here, you being able to share bits and pieces and that legacy that you're looking to create that you want to have in place when you leave planet Earth. If somebody wanted to reach out and you've resonated with them and you're like, hey, really got to connect with Amber, what avenues, what routes do individuals have that they're able to connect with you? You can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. I have Twitter now too. So, um, and I can give you those handles. The Twitter one, I especially don't know off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, for... For those, we'll um, in the show notes, we'll hyperlink those. So once this is out, individuals will be able to click on it and then it will take it directly to those different locations and whatnot. But I think having people understand that they have the permission to reach out and have that conversation because we we already know not everybody resonates with everybody. Um, Myself and Patrick, we may not resonate with certain people, which is okay. But as we have the guests come on, and that resonation takes place, we want to have that avenue where people can connect and really have the connection piece with the people that really resonate with them. And so that's the power of these conversations that we're having. So before we uh, sign off here, anything, maybe any aha moments, anything that came up last minute that you're like, oh, I forgot to hit on this, anything of that nature for the episode. I had a weird week and so I'll just say it solidified the continuous quality improvement piece you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and when we are making changes we're not always going to hit the mark nobody's ever great on their first try and that's okay (laughs) forgive yourself and make a change and then proceed forward Love it. I'll be my last bit of advice from my most recent learning experience. <laughs> hey, you you have the lessons that you're learning from. So by being able to share that with somebody else potentially cuts down the learning curve for somebody else. But also that mindset piece, how you view things could be that one nugget that they need to kind of flip the script or flip the trajectory point or pivoting a, a little bit. 
uh, not a full pivot, but just making a tiny pivot wherever that needs to be. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, a lot of these, there's quite a few different nuggets and mic drop situations here that allows us because there's certain things that we look at. So uh, quotes that really stuck out during the conversation. So we highlight that in the show notes. As Patrick and I always share, this is a community for our Legacy Ninjas. We view the extraction of creating your legacy as something that sometimes can creep up on you or you could be creeping up on it and silently placing the seeds along the path. And so we want to have that community for our legacy ninjas. So as a member, if you're struggling or you want to connect, we do have our hub where you as a community member can leave a voicemail, anything that resonated, we can share it on the shows and talk about that and have that. So that hub is uh, two spelled out TWONativesons.com and that's in the show notes. Come and check it out. Come and join there. Other than that, we appreciate everyone taking their time. We appreciate the fellow Legacy Ninjas coming in and here, giving the support, allowing us to help them extract things and find that for them, but allowing us to be able to share the stories of others. So other than that, myself, Patrick, we will catch everyone at the next episode and with the next guest and the next story to impact the lives of others. Mm-hmm.